0: We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at schoolofbookkeeping.com. Welcome to yet another Workshop Wednesdays, which is casual conversations for serious workflows brought to you by schoolofbookkeeping.com. So again, we're joined with uh, KG today from uh, Lightspeed, which is what we've been doing over the past four workshops, which is really just talking about this trigger event, which was the discontinuation of QuickBooks Point of Sale, which has caused retailers to go scattering. I guess it's probably, the we talked about it a little last week, where this is like a grudge purchase, where QuickBooks Point of Sale customers are, what do I do at this point? And do they decide to stay? Do they, if they stay in QuickBooks Point of Sale, what are they going to experience? And for those that are looking for, to come out of the doldrums of desktop retail software, Lightspeed is one of the options that are there. So KG, thanks again for joining us. This should be our last workshop discussion. Really appreciate your, your apartment there in the background, but it's not really your apartment
1: but It could be, if I was at a sunny your place. You're in Canada. Uh, Canada yes, Canada, yes, right? Just north of the border. Yes,
0: doesn't look like that today outside, does it?
1: Absolutely not. No, it's it's we're we're going through what's, what we consider like that that happy before the storm. It's not cold, it's not freezing, okay. but it's cold enough. But as soon it will be covered in everything it's, white.
0: It, when, when is that normally uh, in, in in your your neck of the woods? Is it? I you would know, February say, March.
1: I would say, yeah, February is probably the coldest month. So it's probably about, about like, to get uh, cold enough to freeze the lake. Through. Okay.
0: Get ready for ice fishing, right? That's Indeed.
1: In, in our, in our right, small town. I can just town. go to the refrigerator
0: and fish my own Yeah. Eye. Yeah.
1: yeah. In, uh, we have, um, in our town here, we have our, our polar bear dip. So every year they cut out a big oh. square in the frozen lake and everyone just starts diving in. So that's going to be a thing. Have you done that? I did it. I did it last year. Yes. Exhilarating. Oh, the polar plunge. Yes. A lot of good hmm. times. Better you than me. <laughs> Next time, I'll invite you. All oh. right.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're, we're wrapping up this series in in, in migrating from quick work Point of Sales to Lightspeed because the main thing we want people to, to to know is so there are other options that are out there and what is your what is your experience going to be like going from one one platform to the other and when you know when we talked about the major differences between the two one is a desktop software you have to download install backup store data have a network where where light speed i'll leave that to you uh, kg it's what do you have to download and install nothing right
1: everything. nothing unless you're app. using it yeah unless you're using an ipad uh which is an app uh in this case everything else is uh, a web browser so you go to your specific domain Log in and you're in your register and you're in your back office all in one. All right.
0: So Real easy to get started or implemented with up and running in Lightspeed. The hardware is one of the other things I really like about Lightspeed is if you're using QuickBooks point of sale hardware, chances are all that hardware is compatible with with QuickBooks or with Lightspeed front of sale. Yes. Getting my tongue, my, my software crisscrossed there, but yeah. But your light speed hardware bundle is essentially mm-hmm. similar to 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 what they're already
1: using, right? Correct. Yeah. What we've seen is a lot of uh, companies that are using QuickBooks Desktop or QuickBooks Point of Sale are essentially using our, our supported hardware already. So that's the one huge hurdle for them not to have to jump over, which is buying new hardware and having to reinstall everything. Most everything is plug and play.
0: Got it. Great. So that's one thing to consider when considering an alternative that's out there, because that's, you'd have to rebuy that sort of thing if you exactly needed to, to transition. But since this is the last one and the end of workshops, we wanted to talk about the end of day procedure, which is something that's unique to retailers in general, that we want to talk about, you know, what that looks like in QuickBooks point of sale and how that would uh, transition to, to light point of sale, the end of day is more of a, a retail terminology where the close, you're thinking like before, before software came into the, to the pick picture, your, your end of day procedure, you've got a cash register ringing bringing up sales throughout the day. And you want to basically start over the next day, right? So you've got cash that you want to take out. You want to leave a till, which is the change that you want to leave into the cash register the next day. And then you want to take all that cash and take it to the bank, right? QuickBook point of sale will group what, what it calls its end of day procedure, which is one doing, running your end of day reports, which is either your X out report, your Z out report, or Z out drawer count reports, which you're running those reports to, to close out the register, to do that task of zeroing out your cash register till for the end of the, for the next day, to be ready for the next day. But then it does some other tasks that are grouped together as part of that end of day, it will back up the data, right? So now that you've, you've ended your day, you want to back it up to make sure that if there's a power outage or, or something like that, and you want to restore to that point, you can, you have a restore point to, to go back to. Then the, if you're in a multi-store type of situation, there will be a store exchange process, which is sending information to, to your remote locations, and they'll be sending their information back to the headquarters to make sure that all of the, the, the workstations and computers are, are on the same page when it comes to transactional activity that needs to go from one to the other. Yeah. And then the last thing is send it all to QuickBooks, right? Quick, QuickBooks Point of Sale calls it a financial exchange, which will then take that information and all that information that you've done throughout the day to all your different stores and send it to QuickBooks. So those four major activities are done during the end of day. They're all individual activities that can be run independently of that, but typically you would just do that at the end of the day. So for light speed
1: customers, toss, it,
0: toss the question over to, to KG, what do they have to do at the end of the day uh, when it comes to, to close out of the register and those types of activities?
1: Great questions. On our end, you go through your day-to-day as regular, you open your cash register and turn the amount of money that you have in your till, and you go through your sales day. At the end of the day, there's a little button on the left side that shows open and close register. So when you close it out, once you have integrated payments, all your methods of payment should be automatically filled in. You count your cash out, enter in that number. As soon as you press submit, the end of day register will send a report into QuickBooks Online or desktop automatically one just based off of what you said that sounds like a a long period i'm not sure exactly how long that would take per day if you could summarize like how long would that take normally the
0: longest part is counting the cash right yeah because in the z
1: out drawer count report
0: there's places Mm -hmm. to put all of the denominations of what they have you're gonna count out their quarters and say i have 42 quarter cool and then it will do the math of how much that actually is of what they're leaving does light speed Offer that as well, as far as like the total amount or the actual mm-hmm. denominations in that, in the it cash is total. register till. Yeah,
1: It is the total that we'll do here. But like, like you said, if counting cash is the longest part, that'd probably be the only thing you don't have to, you don't have to download anything or import it anywhere. It's automatic. Right. The things that get transferred from the register closure is things like your sales, any discounts given, gift card liability, till discrepancies. And mm-hmm. I think the last one is uh, the store credit uh so all of that is transferred automatically into quickbooks online or desktop
0: yeah so it's as far as those other things like the store exchange right so that's a that's a cycle right so it's Mm -hmm. there's going to be one Mm -hmm. store exchange from the headquarters out to all of the remotes and that can be set up individually per per register or i'm sorry per store excuse me and that has to go out and then that has to be processed in which that, that could take a minute to multiple minutes for that process to happen. One, they have to send it and two, they have to receive it. And then, and then those stores process that in, and then they reverse that process and, and send out a store exchange file back to the headquarters, which then the headquarters has to process in all of those individual files. So it's now one versus the other. Now, there was a store exchange, Intuit store exchange online service, which is one of those things that is no longer available Mm -hmm. for uh, QuickBooks point-of-sale customers because it's an online service, right? So that made things a lot smoother with that process because they could just send it out and then there wasn't any file, right, for um, those remote stores to find, double-click on, lose, right? So all of those human inter... Uh, errors that could possibly take place during that store exchange process uh, are eliminated from that. But now they're back to the forefront because your four other methods are I send you a file like on a disk, which nobody's going to do that, (laughs) mail it to you through email or have some kind of store exchange or network path where they could see the file between the two computers, right? That ends up being a huge undertaking for the IT department to be able to make that happen. So typically they're going to mail it. And yeah, you know, in my email it, which in when I would work with the those customers, they would even call it a mailbag, right? Because they're mailing it to their, emailing it to their, to the remote stores and it's an attachment, double click on it and bring it back in. So depending on the number of stores, that's one mailbag times however many stores that they have each time and then sending it back to the headquarters. So it could certainly be a long process where they're the, the store manager, especially the headquarters waiting for those to come in yeah. and then processing uh, those in, Yeah, and they have to do all that before they send it to QuickBooks, right? So, yeah. And that quick, and that QuickBooks is one, it won't go to QuickBooks online. So it's the only desktop that it would yeah. do this way. And then, that process would then take however long that would be, which was typically it's pretty quick, yeah, um, but not as, not as long as instantaneous as, or longer yeah. than instantaneous, as you're talking about, where you yeah. don't necessarily have to do anything yep. with QuickBooks online and Lightspeed, right? As <laughs> soon as you hit the button, it's sending that information over, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. The, the time that goes into, and let's say you are saving a lot of time doing this process, sending out that bag, for example. You can actually just dedicate that time to just proactively going into all your accounts. And again, as an owner, you could just quickly log into the other locations and just make sure that everyone closed their register. Of course, when we are trading the people that are just onboarding, we always recommend best practice, open and close your register every single day. Let's say they forget, next morning when they come in, it'll actually say, hey, you forgot to close your register yesterday. Do you want to close it now? So we'll remind them. Uh, But again, best practice, close your register every single day. But again, if you're an owner and you have a little bit of extra time not having to do manual things, just go in, log into each location, and you could see exactly who's left on a register open. You can close it from remotely from anywhere. Yeah. That
0: in and of itself is a huge time saver, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to see those other stores from the headquarters without actually one driving to those yeah. locations or trying Gas- to get a hold of somebody uh, yeah. over there. Hey, did you close out your register? They could actually just log in and see. Yeah. Because uh, in the back office, of, of speed you can basically see all of your, your locations. Now you call them outlets. Correct. Is that the, correct. is that the, the speed term?
1: Yeah, correct. So outlets would be considered a location and then registers are registers. So one location could have three, four five unlimited amount of registers. And then number of locations is what we consider
0: outlets. So that's, a, that's pretty huge time savings comparing the two between QuickBooks point of sale, which is again. Beholden and, and limited by it's, it's the fact that it is a desktop software and has all those limitations that are built into that, where you have to, there's a file involved, backup, you don't have to back uh, Is there, like the basic question, I, I think we may have talked about it before, but is there like a restore point with, with the software, with light speed? So if something goes horribly wrong and they mm-hmm. want to go back to yesterday. Can they do that with light speed, or, or how does that work? Yeah.
1: I, I want to say it's when something goes horribly wrong, internet cuts out, someone comes in yeah. and, I don't know, breaks your desktop or something, whatever it may be. Regardless, every single time you do anything within the point of sale, it saves right away to the cloud. None of it is stored on your physical hardware. It is stored on the cloud. So again, worst case scenario, let's say you're walking around with your iPad, drop it, breaks, log in on your laptop, you're good to continue working. It'll now, where you left off. The
0: scenario I'm thinking of is, okay, I need to update all my prices and I'm going to use a, like an import process in, in Lightspeed to be able to do that. Oh no, I duplicated my items. Yeah. I just want to roll that back or undo that. Is there, is the, is there an option to do those types of things or I imported all my customers and now they're duplicated. Is there an undo option with those imports or is there an, a rollback option with the data.
1: Good question. There is no undo option, but when it comes to something like, let's say, duplicates, we have a very smart system that'll show you all your duplicates and then you can fuse them together. For example, if I entered in uh, Dan DeLong as a customer and then I upload a mass file, but it's Dan D. I notice that they're the same and they both have their own on-account balances. I could actually fuse them together and it'll suggest those as well based off of Uh, similarities in the name, email, or phone number.
0: So as you don't necessarily have a rollback or a restore point uh, to go back to you have built in um checkpoints or, or things to correct avoid those situations from happening to to begin with like we we used to always say we had this there was a thing in 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 point of sale called the price manager and we called it the price mangler because that's what would happen is people would mess up their Mm -hmm. prices and we always suggested to them hey force a backup before before you do this but they the developers actually came up with a better way to do things so to be able Mm -hmm. to just roll that back because if you force a backup and then somebody's in the price manager and it's taking an hour
1: and sales are
0: happening you don't necessarily want to go back to an hour ago before that happens if you make a horrible uh, dilemma with your prices so they actually did us one better by by making it and and i think that's what you're referring to with the developers white speed have thought of or at least tried to think of all the ways that a customer could mess up their data yeah and avoid that from happening in the first place yeah
1: preventative measures in this case yes yeah Yeah. Yeah. nice way to put it yeah yeah and and keep in mind that also because At the end of the day, these are two softwares talking to each other. And in the desktop situation, it's three because we need that middle person to click on QuickBooks Desktop. There is still the option to manually send it to QuickBooks if for whatever reason it's not syncing. So you close your register, you go over to QuickBooks. It should be there almost immediately. Give it a quick refresh. It's not there. You can actually just go to your register closures. It'll show you all of them with a nice little QB button next to it that says Mm -hmm. if it's green, you're good. If it's red, it hasn't hasn't, uh, done its sync yet. So you just click on it and sync it through. But in most cases, it's automatic. There shouldn't be any issues. Barring any updates on any one of the softwares. Exactly. Now, one of
0: the things that that I really appreciated about the financial exchange with QuickBooks Point of Sale was its flexibility. Mm -hmm. And uh, you basically had three options when it came to how these transactions are going to go from QuickBooks Desktop Mm -hmm. to QuickBooks Financial. Right. We'll just call it, Finan- it was the name or QuickBooks point of sale desktop to QuickBooks financial and that was, uh, detail every transaction that was sold in your point of sale would come over looking like it was created inside of QuickBooks. So the customer, the items that were sold on it, it didn't use inventory because the inventory was overtaken by point of sale. It uses dump- it created dummy items that would represent the de- the yeah. product detail, but not necessarily decrement your quantity on hand. So you got the detail, you've got the daily sales summary, which would basically be the type of things that I sold. And you could choose to do that by department. You could do that just by taxable, non-taxable. And then what it would do is it would put the payment items. So your cash check, gift cards that were redeemed. On account payments, those types of things would then be at the bottom. So you basically have this daily sales with the breakdown of your payment methods. Zero dollars would actually be the total of that, but then you'd be able to pass the baton to QuickBooks to say, Hey, okay, I'm going to go to the bank. So let's mirror what we did in reality. We took our checks and cash. The payment processor is going to be depositing the funds. So let's make that deposit and those types of things. And then you had this in between where you could choose detail only for on-account transactions. So if you sold something to a customer in, out of your point of sale system, then that they didn't pay for, but you're going to bill them later, Mm -hmm. uh, you could send over the detail to QuickBooks. So just those types of transactions would have the detail. And then everything else would be a daily sales summary to counter sales, right? So that way you could use, you weren't minimizing what you could do inside of QuickBooks, where it comes with, you could email them an invoice. They could pay online and then books would then make that automatic deposit for you. So that allowed you to, to utilize that. How do the transactions come over in QuickBooks? I'm sorry. And I keep getting it wrong in Lightspeed over mm-hmm. to QuickBooks.
1: So like i mentioned earlier they are going to be separated depending on which field you attach them to so the sales discounts on account balances they're going to be lumped together depending on the categories that you choose within that integration so in short very similar to the way it is now keep it straightforward so that way there's some parity on how you're using the platform
0: so really it's more focused on the on the daily sales summary piece of that because with your on account sales they're not, the, those transactions aren't going to come over to QuickBooks yeah. in the, in the detail, you're still going to be managing all that inside of Lightspeed. Uh, one thing I do want to point out though, is that you're going to get one of those transactions for each register, right? The way that, the way that Lightspeed does it is it does it by register, right? So if you've got online sales for e-commerce, that is a register to the Lightspeed. So. You'll be able to segregate or see differently, different transactions for each of those registers. So you'll be able to run reports on a, on a customer basis because those registers are created as customers inside of your QuickBooks. So you'll be able to segregate those transactions out and run, get a little bit more useful reports inside QuickBooks because those transactions are coming over individually and segregated by register, as opposed yep. to just making one big sum lump sum
1: at the end of the day. Exactly, and those who, those who come to us with an e-commerce platform, we always recommend an extra register to connect to your e-commerce, name that register, e-commerce or whatever it may be. And then that way, of course, it's open 24 seven. Most businesses want to have it so that you can receive <laughs> a sale anytime. So if you open and close a register, it's more like a quick close and open right away. So that way
0: there's no cash to leave in the cash drawer because there's exactly. no change given online. Exactly.
1: So you see everything accounted for. And then when you go over to QuickBooks, it'll show you, let's say main location, main register, but then it'll also show you main location online. So that way it'll show you, okay, which one is which, what's sold where. And again, it'll track things like gift cards, discounts, if any.
0: Now, another, another neat function that came in with, with the integrated payments inside of QuickBooks point of sale, which of course is no longer the case, is the reality of the batching of transactions to what really goes into the bank account, right? So I want to talk a little bit about how this looks with Lightspeed and Lightspeed Payments. Because what would happen in, in, in QuickBooks is they're going to ring up sales throughout the day. The merchant service is going to, in, in traditional, I've got a terminal, right? That's another part of your end of day process is closing out your credit card transactions at the end of the day to batch all of the transactions that you've taken over the course of the day so that they, those get sent to, to the bank. Right you didn't have to do any of that with QuickBooks point of sale because at two p m. or three p m uh, Pacific time, it would batch everything for you, anything that happened during that time period. So the East Coast folks were pretty well taken care of, But the West Coast, they had this, hey, wait a minute, three o'clock happened, and I'm still open. So I'm taking Here. the transaction at three thirty p m, and that's actually showing up the next day, right? So point of sale created this reconciliation process that was automatically, so that batch ID, which is basically a number that was associated with the merchant account, would be fed back to to QuickBooks or point of sale and passed along to QuickBooks during the, during the end of day, so that when you go to the bank registers or go to make a deposit inside of QuickBooks, then it would actually split those out by batch to make it a lot easier to reconcile the reality of what's been deposited by what what actually happened throughout that day because if, if you're just doing it based off of the transaction day you're out of luck because
1: yep. even some though you did all
0: those transactions that day uh, the reality is is some of those went to the next day yeah uh, how does that work with uh with lightspeed and lightspeed payments uh with regards to um the the reality of what happens uh with the with the funds transfer
1: so I'm not exactly sure about the times. That I'll have to double okay. check with. But through through a through a, a curveball. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Oh, you caught me, Dan. But but I do know that it is calculated at the moment of transaction. So every transaction batched together and then we send out next business day with our fee deducted already. And of course, there is so a report you, that shows every it's transaction. A net, it's a net, net deposit. In the bank. Okay. Correct. Net deposit of uh, whatever it may be minus our fee. And then is bashed out daily that I will find out quickly. We'll double
0: check stage. and, and figure that out, provide that as a, as information. The question, I guess I have now, sorry, what would happen? I, Go ahead.
1: Sorry, before I move on it. So it's the, what time is like the cutoff for right. transactions? Yeah. Gotcha.
0: And so, then depending on the card type that, 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 they're taking, Visa, MasterCard typically will get lumped together. And then American Express, being the independent financial institution that it thinks it is, would be deposited differently, as well as Discover. And you could also take JCB uh, cards in, inside of a, a QuickBooks point of sale. But how does that work with different cards like that with Lightspeed payments? Do they all get lumped together in the mm-hmm. deposit minus the fees, or is it, yeah. is it separate?
1: No, the good thing is is that we make it very simple one fee for all cards. So every single card doesn't matter. So that way you don't have to think about it. Customer comes in and you're not stopping them from transacting just because they're different card that they're using. So IMAX, Discovery, MasterCard, doesn't matter. They're all the same. We'll deduct the fee per transaction and then lump it together for next day. And I did find an article that outlines the times. So for example, in the US, it is, it it says 3 a.m. Eastern. So in this case, 12 PM, okay. I think as in oh, Canada, it should
0: be like, everybody's end of day.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that. Uh, ours is the end of, let's say the actual day timeframe. Mm-hmm. So it takes one business day, we cut it off and then we batch out and pay it next business day.
0: Got it. So all, and, and that's interesting because sometimes people don't take American Express, I used to be the thing and it's like, oh, I'm not going to take American Express because their fees are higher yeah uh, that's not the case with Lightspeed payments it doesn't matter if it's a uh, visa mastercard if they've got a four percent cash back that they're giving you know that the card holder is issuing which is more than your fee, right exactly and then the discount fee so sometimes they'll be underwater but then mm-hmm. you don't know, pull that back from the retailer though right
1: correct and as an amex user myself it happens all the time i go into a small business owner and they'll turn away my MasterCard. I'm like, I don't have any other card with me. <laughs> so transaction is void now. But in this case, correct. Any card doesn't matter. You no longer have to ask them. Just pay cash or card. They tap, swipe their card, in and out. Customer leaves, they're happy. And they're, yeah, that's it.
0: One thing, I we, we debit cards. How did that, can you take debit cards in light to be payments? And it's yes, a few differently than uh, it was for I, QuickBooks. I,
1: I believe the fee is only different in Canada, whereas it's oh. only that cents, like the 2.6 plus 10 cents, for example, it would oh. only be the 10 cents in Canada. But in the U.S., I believe it's the same for all cards. Okay. So they so together, essentially
0: treated as credit card transactions. Correct. Because there, there was a different fee structure for debit card, which is typically why people would ask, this would be eh, debit or credit because the fees were less. Yeah, uh, when you are processing it with, as a debit card, but even if they process it as a debit, they'll, still get the, the option to put in their pin through, exactly. the, through the transaction terminal.
1: Correct. Yes. They have the option to insert chip, put in their pin, swipe, tap, Google pay. Android pay. They Apple have it. pay. Yep.
0: Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. I think that I, I puts an end to our day. Of, of this end-of-day discussion with, with Lightspeed versus QuickBooks Point of Sale. KG, I really appreciate you joining us and making yourself available and uh, showing your lovely apartment uh, <laughs> there in the background, which uh, last week had some people walking in it. <laughs> Somebody walked behind you, I think, in the, be great. the virtual background. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. out. But any closing thoughts that you have on this series that we've had?
1: Just to be confident in our ability here, again, with any QuickBooks users, again, we've had a lot of experience now since the sunset. We're very confident. We have a team that's pretty much dedicated to just people that are transitioning from QuickBooks, and we've made it very simple. So give us a shot, check us out, and uh, let us prove to you why we're, we're a good fit.
0: It's a, they it's a felt the pain and understand yeah. that. And that that's what I think I, I like the most about uh, Lightspeed is that they're an all-in-one Potentially an all-in-one solution, whether it's resale, e-commerce, and then they have uh, segues into uh, their open API for for those tougher situations uh, that that might be necessary. So we appreciate you all joining us Uh, next week. We're going to pick back up. I think actually Carrie's going to be with us, which would be nice. Can't. And and we're going to be talking about the customer deposits in QuickBooks twenty twenty four. Join us for that, and we appreciate you joining us uh, today on the Workshop Wednesday. And have a great day.